Hi, welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. This is Louie L. from Jacksonville, Florida, doing the reading for December 13th. I'm always looking out, trying to see what I can do for others, whether it be at the grocery store, holding the door open for somebody, just doing things like that to look out for others. If I hear somebody needs help with some service work, I'll help if I can because I I try to practice these principles in all my affairs. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast. My name is Michael Lynn from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm Lee McGinnis from Leesburg, Virginia. As members of the recovery community, we created this podcast as a way to provide experience, strength, and hope through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day, we interview members of the recovery community in the hope that their experience may provide inspiration. We value inclusion and diversity, and we really want to provide a platform for all the voices of recovery. We aren't affiliated with any 12-step or recovery program, but you may hear these mentioned throughout the course of an interview. Hey, before we get to the show, I'd like to ask a favor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great if you could leave us a comment or a rating. This is going to do a couple of things. It's going to help us expand our reach and improve the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today's December 13th, and as usual, we have a guest in the studio. It's Louie L. from Jacksonville, Florida. Louie, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back on the podcast. Thank you, Mike. I'm very excited to be back. It's always great to hear the podcast, and it always uh, excites me to think of all the people that it reaches all over the world and all the help that it does to others. And I commend you and Lee for all the work that you guys have done. Oh, well, thanks for saying that. Yeah, we we truly enjoy it. Love the thought that it is helping people. Uh, so let's get right into it. Louis, you want to get us started with the reflection? Sure. So the daily reflection for December 13th is thinking of others. Our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. And that's from Alcoholics Anonymous, page 20. Thinking of others has never come easily to me. Even when I try to work the AA program, I'm prone to thinking, how do I feel today? Am I happy, joyous, and free? The program tells me that my thoughts must reach out to those around me. Would that newcomer welcome someone to talk to? That person looks a little unhappy today. Maybe I could cheer him up. It is only when I forget my problems and reach out to contribute something to others that I can begin to attain the serenity and God consciousness I seek. Thanks for reading that, Louis. Thinking of others, uh, is this something that that you can relate to? Did it come naturally to you to begin thinking of others when you uh, entered the program of recovery? No, thinking of others, I don't think is something that comes naturally to anybody. If if I at least don't know many people who naturally wake up and start thinking of others. What am I going to do for others? I mean, I myself am not. Even to this day, I have to work at it. Um, I have to use the toolkits, the tools that are in my toolbox that'll enable me to start thinking of others and continue to think of others. It's easy for me to get caught up in my activities of the day. And next thing you know, all I've done is just focus on myself and, and and then I'm wrapped around the axle over a certain issue and I can't get out of it and until I do a reset of sorts. 
Why do you think that is? I mean, it, it's so prevalent in Alcoholics Anonymous that that people are just so self-centered. I mean, I know I was one and and people I talked to on the podcast, it just seems it seems like that's such a common thing with people in the program. I mean, we're all uh alcoholics and you know, addicts or what have you, whatever uh people have different e- issues and um you know, like for me anyway, in my childhood there was abandonment there were other issues that were, you know, just molestation. There was all kinds of things that just happened in early childhood that, um, you know, made me very protective of myself, you know. And so, you know, being ridiculed or shamed, all those things really contributed to me thinking, okay, you know, it kind of puts put me on a guard of sorts. You know, where I'm, I'm, I'm always, I was always on a defensive mode, on the lookout for somebody to attack me, and and I don't mean physically, you know, it just in any way, and and so I think that kind of sets the stage up, and then next thing you know, you know, uh, we discover or I discovered drugs and alcohol, and uh, that gave me a relief from being on that guard at all times. And I found myself being able to relax, being able to be at a party, being able to dance, being able to talk to women, being able to, you know, just to do all these things that I that I couldn't do. And even today, I feel very self-conscious doing as a sober man. How is it then that, um, you know, I, I know you today, you don't seem like a selfish person. <laughs> you spend a lot of time helping others. How do you explain this somewhat miraculous transformation uh, you know, you're describing a person self-centered, mired in, you know, in, in massive problems. And today, to the person that I see today, who is, you know, really largely focused on helping others, how do you account for that? Well, for me, personally speaking, I believe that's, you know, the my higher power, the power beyond me. Left to my own devices, my best thinking had me almost homeless. Um, my best thinking had me where I was more or less a derelict. Nobody wanted me around. People avoided me. People might have been nice to me, but you could just I could just feel it. I could just feel people be like, oh my God, what's this guy doing here? What are you doing? What do you want? And so, you know, that just contributed to being even more selfish. Alcohol, drugs just beat me down so down to the point where I totally surrendered. And um, I was willing to do the things that I was being told to do um, in, a, in AA. And so, you know, I was told to do, go to meetings. I was told to uh, stick my hand out. I was told to pray in the morning and meditate and go to meetings. And, um, uh, and I was told early on to start thinking of others, of the person who's not doing as well as I am. And I believe that it doesn't matter what anybody's situation is. There is always somebody who's not doing as well as we are. They could be driving a brand new uh, Mercedes, living in a million dollar house. But for all you know, they could be extremely suicidal, you know. And so that's somebody who's definitely not doing as well as as, as somebody else might be who's you know, lives in a humble home, drives a car that, you know, gets them to different places, but leading a sober life, a contented life. What happens is, um, you know, when I was taught early on to pray and meditate. So in the morning, 
I was taught to pray and meditate. How do I pray and meditate? Prayer is asking for help, asking for guidance. Meditation is listening, listening to and learning that intuitive voice that I was um, that we read about in the big book. So in my prayers, I pray for my family, for my wife, for my daughter, for my son, my sister, my father, my very close friends. In the course of that, I start thinking, you know, I'm thinking of others as I'm doing those prayers and I'm not thinking of myself. That starts to set the stage early in, in my day before I get out of bed for me to start to get out of myself. In the meditation part, I still have to do things for myself. I have to look out for myself. If I can't look out for me, I can't look out for you. And so in the meditation, I spend 10, 20, 30 minutes. On average, it's about 20 to 30 minutes each day meditating. And uh, after that, I may work out or if work if I have to jump on to work, I start working. And so, um, but... I'm always looking out, trying to see what I can do for others, whether it be at the grocery store, holding the door open for somebody at home, being mindful and holding the door open for my wife, just doing things like that to look out for others. If I hear somebody needs help um, with some service work, I'll help if I can. And so that's that's kind of basically the way I I, I, I do it, um, because I, I try to practice these principles in all my affairs it is at home it is at work and it is while I'm out and about even when I'm driving you know it used to be that I'd be the guy giving the fingers and what have you um you know today I I if somebody cuts me off and they know they did and you know it's all good sometimes I cut people off by accident I'll wave at them like sorry and uh, that's it. Sometimes people will be upset at me because maybe I cut them off by accident and they're giving me the finger and I just won't acknowledge them because I'm not going to feed into it. The reflection is about thinking of others in the program in, in Alcoholics Anonymous. And while that's super important, I think it has to transcend. I mean, it has to go outside the, the program. And I'm thinking about the newcomer, you know, trying to wrap their head around this process of getting to the point where they can begin to think of others, how soon into the program do you think newcomers should start to think of others? I think within a few days, if somebody's staying sober, if somebody can maintain some sobriety for a few, for a number of days, there's probably going to be somebody coming in that's newer than they are. And then what happens is there are plenty of people. I, I have plenty of friends in the program that came in around the same time and you develop such a bond because you've got that commonality. Today, I have two of my best friends. We all came in right around the same time. And we've been friends for over 33 years, all of the three of us. And, um, you know, through thick and thin, and we're just there. Um, we've, we've switched sponsors. We've, you know, other things have happened in life. But yet our, our, our bond is incredibly strong today. But I will say that um, when I go to a meeting, if I, if I notice somebody that I haven't seen before or somebody says that they're new to the area or somebody that just came in, I make it a point to get up and go over there and uh, shake their hand after the meeting. I'll introduce myself and give them their number. I mean, I'm going to tell you, 
nine and a half out of 10 times, they're not going to call, but I'm doing my part and it helps me stay sober. And that's service work. And that's how it works. We can't give it, we can't keep it unless we give it away. And so I can't tell you just by doing that. And I was taught that early on. If, if, um, I can't tell you how many people have said to me in different areas, in different cities, that I was the first, one of the first people that they met at AA. But that's simply because I introduced myself. It wasn't because of anything. Um, and I, I, I just feel it's very important. I mean, AA as a whole, I mean, we're kind of clicky. We really are. We develop our friends and we stick to our friends. And then, you know, after the meeting, we gravitate towards the people we know and we hang out with. And I mean, it happens. I mean, I've been to cities where I've been uh, traveling and announced that I was a visitor. And after the meeting, it's like crickets, you know, and um, I know you travel. uh, You travel quite often, too. And I'm sure you've experienced it, too. And so it's important for us to uh, reach out to the newcomer and make them feel welcome, because really somebody that leaves and doesn't feel welcome, we could be writing their death sentence. You know, they could feel like, oh, that's not going to work for me. Those people are cold or whatever. They're snobby or whatever. They drink and they never come back. And that's it. Let's look at the other side of the coin. You know, we we do reach out to a newcomer and maybe they're, maybe it's their first couple of meetings. Maybe it's their first meeting. Um, how soon before we begin to to tell them to reach out to others? Same thing. I think after a few days, you know what I mean? Just one way to do it is to reach out tell them, one thing that i was taught early on was stick my hand if i go to a meeting i don't know anybody at stick my hand out to three people i don't know so newcomers should start reaching out right away and it's not really that they're reaching out to new other newcomers they're basically introducing themselves and they're doing service work by helping uh people that have been around connect and you know somebody i could go to a meeting and be depressed about something or not feeling good. And all of a sudden, a newcomer comes up and says, hey, my name's Joe, and da 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 and We start talking, and we have something in common. And that's going to change my attitude about things. So two things happen there. The newcomer um, has met somebody new, and the person that's been around is helping. They're both staying sober by connecting. And that's where the magic happens in this thing. Yeah, virtuous cycle. I love that. So good advice to newcomers, uh, reach out. And I think at the bottom of all of this is connection. I've heard it said that, you know, our disease wants us alone and um, alone is the opposite of being connected. So I love how the program's 12th step virtually ensures that you're, you're going to be connected. If you're, if you're doing the steps, you get to 11, like you said, prayer and meditation, and then and then 12, where we're reaching out and sharing, uh, it's virtually going to uh, guarantee that we connect to others. So Correct. And you're getting to know all the people in the room, and they're getting to know you. Mm-hmm. So let's say you climb up or you stop showing up. People are going to check up on you. Where you mm-hmm. been? How you doing? Is everything okay? Yeah, accountability. I mean, you can't, exactly. be, held account- you can't be held accountable if, if people don't know who you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we've talked about some some good advice for newcomers. Obviously, the the things you talked about, uh, reaching out, thinking of others, is is good for everyone in a regardless of the amount of time they have. 
Louis, do you have any other advice or anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? No, just keep reaching out. Keep reaching out in spite of what your head tells you. One of the common things that we tell ourselves is, I can't call this guy. He doesn't want to hear my stuff. Nobody wants to hear my problems. I have nothing to offer. Those are old, old tapes that are trying to take us out. And I mean, when they say that our disease is trying to take us out, that's just one of the many ways that it's trying to do it. You know, you, you, um, we tell ourselves that um, nobody wants to hear us. Nobody wants to help us. We're not good enough. We're not worthy. We're not uh, any of those things. And, and, um, and, and so, of course, like you just said, we isolate. And that's what my illness wants me to do, wants me to isolate. And then, you know, the tapes start playing. And like you and I were talking before the meeting, we start to think all solutions to current problems. And we yeah. start thinking, well, maybe a drink will help and it'll make me feel better. Well, that's how I used to drink before I got sober. Maybe I'll kill myself and and, and everybody will be, be better off. I mean, how ridiculous is that? That is the most selfish thing somebody can do because really somebody cares for us if we allow others to get to know us, you know? And 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 really it's kind of like like, you know, it is a circle. If we're looking out for others, people are going to care for us. You know, we genuinely. And it's not about scorekeeping. Look what I did for you, and, and, and you're not doing anything for me. To do for others is just out of your own heart. You know, it's just to do something without looking for anything in return. And I promise you, the gifts will come in ways unforeseen to you. That is the uh, advice that I say. You're going to okay. do the, you know, help out others without seeking anything in return. And you will be rewarded. That is a promise. I guess at the end of the day, it's that's service, right? That's uh, exactly it's being of service to others. Well, Louis, I want to thank you for spending time with me. I appreciate you doing the show once again. Mike, thank you very much, and uh, have a great holiday. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find us online, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/groups/dailyreflectionpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. You can read stories of recovery from our community at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Please don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great day.